to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. Um, Apologies if you can hear a panting dog in the background. There is a panting dog in the background and it's hard to make a dog stop panting. So hopefully she'll settle down. (laughs) But anyways, um, thank you to everyone who voted in my Instagram poll on what you'd like to hear about in this episode of Disorderly Dogs. Um, I had it between uh, finding a dog trainer and getting a new dog, and they were super duper close. So here I am. I'm going to start with finding a trainer, and then I am also going to do an episode on getting a new dog. So thank you to everyone who voted in the Instagram poll. So yeah, like I said, today we're going to talk about how you can find a dog trainer, how and when you should find a dog trainer. So yeah, it's going to be a good episode. I think it's going to be really informative. Um, I am just on the tail end of a crazy weekend of boarding. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you saw that I had six dogs over the weekend, which is fabulous. And they're all, you know, really great dogs and it's so much fun, but it's always just a little wild to have that many. Um, now we're down to three. So yeah. Um, I'm getting super excited because I have some really great episodes coming at you in the future. Like I talked about, I am going to do an episode about getting a new dog. And then I'm also going to have two new episodes with special guests. And like I teased before, um, the human behind Bear the Blind Pit Instagram's account is going to come on and talk to us all about what it's like owning a blind dog. And then I am also going to have another special guest, um, a fellow trainer, and we're going to talk all about separation anxiety. So yeah, there's some good stuff in the works coming from Disorderly Dogs. So um, be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss out when those future episodes are released. And then also be sure to keep an eye out on my Instagram polls. If you don't already follow me, it's at a good feeling underscore NCO. I will continue to do weekly polls. So if there's something you want to hear about on the podcast, look out for those. And you can also just send me a direct message on Instagram and let me know what you'd like to hear about. Um, Also, super huge thank you to the wonderful people who have been leaving reviews on iTunes for this podcast. I very much appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, If you feel so inclined, I would super appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes. I think that the more reviews that get left, hopefully the more dog owners we can reach. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So finding a dog trainer. So I want to start with um, when you should find a dog trainer. So if you want a well-trained dog, it is much easier to start from the beginning than make up for lost time. I recognize that's not always possible because oftentimes we rescue or, you know, adopt 
middle-aged dogs who already have habits. But, you know, prevention is going to be so much easier than trying to make up for lost time. So if you have a young puppy, I suggest finding a trainer now. Because if you can lay this foundation and get training and reinforcement history started now, it's going to make your life a lot easier going forward. Um, If you recently adopted a dog and you are seeing some behavior challenges, right? Maybe the dog is barking and lunging at other dogs when you go for walks. Maybe the dog is having trouble being alone. Maybe the dog is destructive. Maybe the dog is afraid, uncomfortable around people or other dogs. Maybe your dog is a little too interested in prey, like squirrels and bunnies. Those would be some things that it's much easier if you can just hire help, right, than muddling through and struggling, okay? So that's literally what we're here for. Like, I absolutely adore my job and the people that I get to work with and the dogs that I get to work with, like we want to help you, right? We're here to help. So there are hopefully plenty of options for you in your area for trainers. So yeah, that's when I would consider hiring a trainer. Okay. So um, let's talk about how to find a trainer. So just a precursor to the how to find a trainer, know that dog training is a completely unregulated industry in the United States. That means that there are no governing bodies and anyone can just say that they're a dog trainer and charge money. So that leaves a lot of open space for people who are not qualified, people who could potentially hurt injure, damage your dog. So just know that, okay? And, you know, there are organizations like the one that I'm a part of that are doing their best to further push the integrity of the industry by holding people accountable and setting standards, right? So like we're working on it. We're trying to push the industry forward and hold people to a high standard so that no animals, dogs in particular, are being abused in the name of dog training. So yeah, I'm going to include several links in the show notes to the organizations that people get certified through that are credible and I will link up their trainer directories so that you can just click on those links and if you need an in-person trainer in your area hopefully you'll be able to find them through there um and that kind of leads me to a few different aspects and ways to do dog training. So in-person training, private training, that's a big part of my business. So I go to people's homes and help them. Um, group classes are another option. So you bring your dog to a location. There's also several online dog training resources. Um, as you guys know, I have my Trustworthy Recalls online course. Um, separation anxiety is one of the Um, behavior challenges that um, I think that online training is a really nice option because you're going to need a lot of training and the price point on that is just a little bit more doable for a lot of people than in-person training would be. So yeah, those are some options for, you know, like the ways in which you could work with a dog trainer. Um, But yeah, so I'll include the links to those organizations in my show notes so that you can kind of like look and, you know, find a trainer that way. But um, know that 
you need to do research. You need to ask questions. You need to be an informed buyer. So while the directory listings that I'm going to give you are a really good place to start, you definitely still need to ask further questions from your potential dog trainer. Um, In my opinion, transparency should be key. Right, A trainer should be absolutely open and upfront with you about, one, the tools they're going to use in training. So, you know, you guys have heard me say this before. So I am a positive reinforcement dog trainer, and I do my best to use the least intrusive and minimally aversive training techniques. Tools that are completely off the table for me are choke chains, pinch collars, and shock collars. Um, Shock collars are often referred to as e-collar, but they work the same way. So those are off the table. I will not use those. And not only do I just hate the thought of using them on my dogs, we have pages and pages and pages of research that prove that some of those techniques and some of those tools can cause irreversible damage in your dog, not only physically, but also psychologically. So that is why I don't use those. So if you are interviewing a trainer and they say that they don't always, but they would use some of those tools, I would steer clear of them. There is some fancy marketing and advertising where people call themselves quote unquote balanced dog trainers. Um, That can be very misleading and I would stay away from balanced dog trainers unless they exclusively tell you they will not use shock collar, e-collar, pinch collar, or choke chain, right? So um, I tell people that we're going to use treats a clicker, a treat pouch, a harness, a long leash, toys, access. Like those are the tools that I'm telling people that I'm going to be using, right? So um, the trainer that you're talking to should be giving you similar input there, right? Um, Gentle leaders are another tool that I will use if it's necessary. Um, I'm usually using gentle leaders for giant dogs and tiny people combinations. But yeah, so you definitely want to ask what tools the trainer would be using in training with your dog. Um, Also beware of the board and train. Not all board and train programs are created equal. And that a lot of times is where trainers are using some of those aversive tools that I mentioned earlier to really, in my opinion, abuse dogs behind closed doors. Okay, so if you're going to do a board and train program, you need to trust these people. If your gut feeling is telling you that it's not a good place to leave your dog, do not leave your dog there, right? I, I, it's it's gut-wrenching, and I, I hate that I even have to warn you about it, but it's a possibility, people are using. There was a a video circulating recently of, uh, I'm not even going to call him a trainer. He was just a a buffoon. He had a bat in his hand and a shot collar on a Doberman pincher and the Doberman pincher was yelping. I mean, just crying out in pain. And this guy was yelling and intimidating this dog. And that is animal abuse. And that is something that happens in board and train programs if it is not with a qualified positive reinforcement trainer. Okay. So be super duper cautious about those boarding, the board and train programs. Okay. And then also be aware that Results cannot be guaranteed in living, breathing creatures. 
okay? So you should steer clear of trainers who promise you, give you a guarantee that in X amount of sessions or X amount of weeks, they can guarantee that your dog will do this or that. There's no guarantees, right? They're living, breathing creatures. They're not robots, okay? So be careful of that. And it's not that, you know, some trainers use the board and train program that are fabulous and they're beautiful, but you have to do your research and you have to ask those questions. So first and foremost, what tools will they be using on your dog? Another super important question, what will happen to my dog if they get it right? Will they get anything? Will they get verbal praise? They should absolutely be getting at the bare minimum verbal praise if they do something right, but they should also be getting some sort of reinforcement, food reinforcement, access to something, a toy play. So if your dog gets it right, a qualified trainer will tell you that they're going to get some sort of reinforcement. Another really important question to ask, what will happen if the dog gets it wrong? If you ask that and the trainer tells you that they will punish your dog, Yeah, probably not a great trainer, right? Because the way that I train, I set it up so that there should not be a scenario where the dog is getting it wrong. If they do get it wrong, the only consequence is that they're not getting a food reinforcement. That's it, right? There's no yelling. There's no no. There's no hitting. There's no jerking at the leash. Like, that's not the way that good training takes place. So definitely ask those questions. And if your trainer can't answer what tools they're going to use, what will happen if the dog will get it right, and what will happen if the dog gets it wrong, probably, you know, move on to finding a different trainer. Um, I'm also a big believer in matching personalities. I'm super blessed where we are here in Colorado to be a part of a fabulous community and network of dog trainers so that if I don't feel like I'm the right personality match for a client, I have a large list of people that are qualified that I can refer them to. So that's super important too because you're going to need to like this person enough to see them once every few weeks for at least a couple of months. Right. So make sure that you like their personality. Um, you know, <laughs> I, for lack of a better word, vibe. If, if you vibe with the people, I think that that's super important. I know that's kind of hard to define, but I think that, you know, some of you know what I'm talking about there. And again, use your gut feeling. If they, if it feels good, you feel like they're the right person to qualify you, they've answered all of those questions, then go for it. Right. So, um, it's important that you like your trainer and that the trainer like you, you know? And it's not that I don't like people that I refer out. It's either one, I'm too busy, or two, I feel like they may be able to absorb the information from a different personality better. Because that's super important because you, as the human side of the leash, are going to have to learn. You're going to have to listen and watch and understand what the person is telling you. So if you don't feel like that person can help you, then you know, ask if maybe there's someone else that they could refer you to. Okay, so that's super important to think about. So the last question um, I would definitely be asking my future dog trainer is what their experience with my specific behavior challenges is like, right? So if you have a reactive dog, you should ask your trainer um, what their experience is working with other reactive dogs, right? So reactive dog, reactivity, you know, to dogs and other people on leash, off leash, that is something that I work with a lot. I've actually 
pretty much every week I work with reactivity. And I've been working with reactivity almost every week for about seven years, right? So I think that that's important to ask. Um, If your dog has separation anxiety, how much experience does your trainer have treating separation anxiety, right? Have they done several cases for how long? I think that those are important questions to ask. Like I said, results can't be guaranteed, but knowing that someone's been working with the specific challenge you're having for many years is going to make them much more equipped at being creative and finding creative solutions for your dog, as well as using the you know scientific training principles that they'll apply right so um, that's you know another question to be asking um, something that I get asked all the time is my experience with certain breeds um, guys remember that learning is not breed specific right all dogs learn exactly under the same training principles. And I'm not trying to, you know, argue that there aren't specific behavior, you know, traits and trends and different breeds that, you know, influence training. Um, I don't think that just because your dog has worked, I mean, excuse me, just because your trainer has worked with several pit bulls means that they're necessarily the most qualified to work with your pit bull. It's not about the breed. It's about the specific behaviors that you're seeing that you'd like to change. Okay, so um, I know that there's a lot of, you know, fancy marketing, you know, um, Pitbull Guru comes to mind. Um, And while he is a fabulous trainer, it's not because he's great with Pitbulls. He's good at marketing and he has great training skills. Yeah, so just just be cautious about that stuff. Um, You can also just send me a DM on the Instagram. If you're looking up a trainer and you're not exactly sure if they're right for you, I would be happy to look at their website and tell you what I think, right? So um, a lot of trainers offer remote training. That is a service that I offer. So we can chat via, you know, video conference to formulate a game plan. So that's, you know, another way that you could work with me if you felt like maybe we were a match. Okay, if not, I'm happy to connect you with someone in your area too. If after listening to this episode, you're still having trouble. Okay, so if you have further questions about finding a trainer, again, please just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to chat with you there. Um, If you liked this episode and you feel so inclined, reviews are greatly appreciated. And I am looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com. dog